0: I really like the book of Romans. I don't know any Christian that just doesn't love that book. I mean, it's just chock full of truth, doctrinal truth. Romans chapter 6, we're in the point where we're talking about how to live as Christians. And sin is brought up in Romans chapter 6 quite a bit. And in verse number 12, we looked at it this morning, and I've got a uh, a lesson for us this afternoon that has to deal with this verse, verse 12. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lusts thereof. That's written to Christians. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's written to Christians. I know we use it to witness. I'm not saying we shouldn't. We do. But sin is mentioned a lot because Christians still struggle with and have sinned. In their life and as saved people We need to not yield Ourselves to that we learned about that This morning but It's important because the nature Of sin It's very nature Is to do what grow Just like weeds In a garden And if you get yourself an Open, an open piece of land And it's got No fencing and it's got no uh, nothing but open space to grow, no restrictions that those weeds are going to come up, and it's going to take over that whole land. Sin grows like a weed, and if we're not careful, it can grow in our life as Christians. This is why we give young people fences. <laughs> We give them order. We give them the safety of God's commands and rules and ordinances and statutes and whatever you want to call it. And their safety within the bounds of that fence. But we all know the danger if a coyote gets over the fence. We all know the danger if an animal escapes out of the fence. Now he's out in the wilderness. He's not protected. When you have a world that has no trust in God. We all need some fences of protection. Amen. We really do. This is why we come together in the church house. To get some help. From God's word. We don't want sin to grow like a weed. So we let not sin therefore reign. Matthew 15 Turn there, look at verse 18. Matthew 15, verse number 18. Matthew 15, verse 18, the Bible says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Now, I know that we have chickens, and my wife does not like when the kids come And from being out in the the chicken coop, she does not like them opening the refrigerator, getting food or handling food until they wash their hands. Birds are dirty animals. They bring with them a lot of germs. She doesn't like to have just your regular shoes to go out in there because you're going to step on all that filth out there and you're going to bring it into the house. Birds are dirty animals. So what do we do? We wash our hands before we touch food and put it into our mouths. The thought of that would make some of you mamas want to just throw up and vomit, you know, because it's so, oh, we can't have that. Yet God says the vomit isn't the thing I'm concerned about. The washing of the hands isn't what I'm concerned about. We think that is disgusting and awful and dirty, and it is, but not as awful and dirty as our hearts. This whole Christian life has to do with our hearts. And when something gets stirred up in our hearts, it comes out. And that is what God wants to warn us about. Romans six twelve. let not sin, therefore, rain. Don't let it rain. God says our hearts are the problem. You are not defiled because you have dirty clothes. You are not defiled because your hands are calloused and full of dirt. We are defiled because of our hearts. God sent his Holy Spirit to indwell within us. Romans 6, 12, let not sin, therefore reign. We have got to bind together as a local church and say, we are going to yield ourselves unto God as instruments of righteousness. Righteous living is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. Let not sin, therefore reign. James chapter number one. James chapter number one, look at verse number 15. It gives us a little more truth here. We'll start at verse number 14. But every man is tempted, James 1, 14, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. See how that ties in? Let not therefore sin reign. Don't let it reign. Don't be drawn away by your own lust. Verse 15, then when lust hath conceived, It bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Man is somehow pleased with the conception of sin. That's a problem. When our minds cherish it, when our minds dwell on it, when we have something hidden in our tongue, like we talked about this morning in James 3, when we have something hidden in our heart, and we just can't wait to bring it out. You know how it goes when you first hear that your, your wife is with child, uh, husbands, and, and, and ladies. When you first, you, you know, that, that conception, you can't wait. Glorious news. We have to be careful of the conception of sin. Because that's going to bring forth, that's going to bring forth one ugly baby. <laughs> That's going to bring forth one ugly baby. And no mom, no dad wants to think about their baby coming out after conception and nine months go by and it comes out and it's just an awful, ugly, horrible looking child. Yet that's what sin, when it's conceived, it brings forth something horrible, not something beautiful, it brings forth death. James chapter 4 verse number 1 from whence come wars and fighting among you come they not hence even of your lusts that war guess where in your members what do we talk about this morning Yielding your members as what? Instruments of righteousness unto God. All this stuff comes from within. This is the defiling. This is the warning that God's giving all of us. Go over to 1 John. Chapter 1. 1 John. Chapter 1. Verse number six, if we say that we have fellowship with him, it's one thing to say it, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. God says you can say whatever you want. How are you walking? Our walk is more important than our talk. Verse number seven, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us. From all sin. That's how we should all walk in the light. Very easy to understand. Verse 8. If we say. That we have no sin. We deceive ourselves. And the truth. Is not in us. None of us can have infallible judgment. Because we are. We are flawed, infallible men and women. Our character is flawed. Our being is flawed. It's impossible for us to judge everything righteously. The personal biases that we all have, and we all have them, causes us to prejudge something because of our personal biases. We all have it many times our personal feelings are what blinds us and sometimes it's our own traditions that causes us to be unwilling to change all of that has to do with self delusion deception and it might not be immediate sin But none of us can judge things infallibly because we are not infallible. And God is warning Christians here. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We have to be careful that just because we say we're devout Christians, just because we say we're sincere Christians, what if we're sincerely wrong? What if we're devoutly wrong? About what? About how we live our lives. The purpose of the message this afternoon is to bring forth the truth that all of us can be deceived into thinking that we are living righteous enough. That we have surrendered our members as instruments of righteousness unto God and we're good. And I'm saying all of us need to kind of step back and say, is that true in all areas of our lives? This is a time for us to do our own personal inventory. It's different for everybody. The things I have to deal with are different than the things you have to deal with, vice versa. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the one I Love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. We're all prone to leave the God that we love. Do you love God? I love God. But you have to admit, all of us are at times, we are prone to leave the God we love. What are you leaving for? What is it that you need to do personal inventory with God? We create obstacles in in our mind that hinders our walk with God. Our conscience becomes indifferent. Very easily with unfaithfulness to church attendance, to unfaithfulness to just fill in the blank. And our hearts become indifferent. They grow cold if we neglect our prayer life. I'm talking about this afternoon doing some personal inventory. How's your prayer life? I'm asking me the same question. How's my prayer life? You know what else will grow cold? Our affection for heavenly things. As we spend lavishly on earthly things. We have to be careful of those things. If temptations are winning out. We need to say. If we say we have no sin. We deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. We need to be careful of the delusion. The self-delusion. That we are all prone in some way to wander from the God we say we love, and that I would agree with you that you love, and you would agree with me that I love. We are Christians here on a, on a second service on a Sunday. We're talking about committed, faithful, wanting to do what's right, knowing doctrine. We all believe doctrine matters. We all believe right living matters. Yeah, it's preaching to the choir. We all can say amen. But what I'm talking about is all of us saying, you know what? We've got to take our own personal inventory. Lest we deceive ourselves. Myself included. No one is exempt from this. No preacher, no elder, no deacon, no church leader, no denomination. No saved brother or sister in Christ. Galatians 5. galatians 5 Look at verse 1 Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. You've got liberty in Christ. You're free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage sometimes we use liberty we live out liberty the way we ought not to yeah you're free you can do what you want I hope you want to please God look at verse number 19 watch what it says now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. You know where the magic wand comes from? It comes off the branch of a trunk of a holly tree. It's a piece of wood From a holly tree. You know what they call that? A piece of Hollywood. (laughs) That's what it's called. It's a piece of Hollywood. You know what a lot of Christians. Soak their time up. And soak their minds with. And soak their thoughts with. And soak their ears with. Hollywood. Hollywood movies. Hollywood music. Hollywood lifestyle. Hollywood haircuts. Hollywood clothing. Hollywood language. The Bible says you better stay away from witchcraft. They use these pieces of Hollywood to make magic wands. You know what Hollywood's full of? Magic castles. Magic kingdoms. Guess what Santa carries? A magic scepter. (laughs) You know, superstitious people would decorate their homes with branches to protect them from evil spirits gaining entrance. Now, I'm not doing that. None of you are doing that. Instead, some of us let the evil in. Cinderella, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Frozen, Tangled. All of them got wands in there to make you be influenced and brought under their witchcraft. Why do you spend hours watching things you ought not watch? Young people, your minds are impressionable. You're not old yet. You're a sponge. You're more spongy. You're going to soak it all in. I'm saying we should be doing holy things, not holly things. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Stripes, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now we have the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm telling you, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such, there is no law. No law against that. A lot of what we have in this world is designed on purpose, on purpose to be a distraction. A Hollywood movie is two hours. A football game is three hours. There's five hours. And to listen to all the top 40 hits, that's 40 times three minutes a song. That's a lot of minutes. How long you stay up in a day? (laughs) By the time we're all done doing that, we go to sleep. Have you have you got some fruits of the spirit in there? What I'm saying is everything is designed to be a distraction so you don't live a life yielded as your body, as a member, as an instrument to God's service of righteousness. It's all a distraction. So you're not getting involved with Christian activity, Christian thoughts, Christian music, Christian films. You think the AMC downtown is going to play uh You know, the old Charleston Heston and Ten Commandments. No, they're not going to play that. You think they're going to play uh, uh, the, the the documentary about John Wycliffe? No, they're not going to do that. They're going to say, you get out of here. They got no problem putting stuff in front of you and making sure they keep you distracted. Please. Oh, here we go. Revelation 18. Revelation 18 let me take a look at this I'm all, I'm all for imagination i'm all for creativity i'm all for putting pure things in front of our eyes and through our ears revelation 18 Look at verse 23. This is a powerful verse of scripture. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. Watch this. For by their sorceries were all nations deceived. We are living in a world That wants to deceive you. Because it is controlled by the great deceiver. And don't think for a minute. Because you're washed in the blood of the lamb. That you're exempt from it. You're a target. Your children are a target. I am a target. The church at large is a target. You want to know why. A lot of. New Testament. Even you could say. Independent fundamental Baptist churches are just keeping it within the four walls and they're not going out into the highways and hedges. They're not compelling people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because of that verse right there. They've been deceived that there's a better way. There's another way. We have time that we should be doing these things and not these things. It's deception to say, well, if we do that, we'll lose people. Doing right is never wrong. (laughs) Amen. And you do that long enough, you'll end up with a testimony. How do you be a military man and go through Vietnam? And all the all the sin that is available to military men. And you have a Christian man that says, you know what? I'm not going. I don't participate in that. They see that. And guess, guess who those men go to? 10, 20, 30, 40. They go to the military man that kept his testimony. Amidst all the deception, the world is watching and you just don't know. We don't know when it's going to come time when they're going to knock on your door or send you a text message. Or call you up and say, I need some help. And you're prepared because you've not been deceived. You're prepared now to be a gospel witness to them. What am I talking about? It matters how you and I live. Let us not be deceived by thinking we can let sin reign in our members just because we're saved. God help us if we think like that. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body that you should obey the lust thereof. I want to finish with a couple of thoughts because sin shows itself in different ways, and I'd like us to finish our lesson. With these four ways, uh, uh, these four types of sins. Go to Proverbs 29. We'll go there for the first type of sin. And then we'll close out for this afternoon. Proverbs 29. That being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. This is the child that's been told and reproved over and over and over, and he keeps hardening his neck to it. This is the wife who's been told by her husband over and over, and she keeps hardening her neck toward him. This is the husband that's been sweetly talked to by his wife, and he keeps hardening his neck. This is the preacher that gives forth reproofs, and the people just keep hardening their necks. This is the people that come to the preacher and he don't want to listen. He keeps hardening his neck. It's just a deliberate refusal. I'm not listening. I'm going to do my sin. That's the first type of sin. A deliberate refusal to do right. I trust that's none of us here this morning. Amen. 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 I hear that. Amen. Amen. Back in the back. Amen. Amen. Okay. Sometimes you just got to amen yourself into it. (laughs) I know we had a lot of food. It's a Baptist church. You can say amen. Just uh... all right. Ready for the next one? Romans seven. This is the sins of the flesh. Romans seven. Sins of the flesh. It's not a deliberate refusal to do right. But Romans 7, verse 18, you just get caught up in your flesh, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Yeah, buddy. Now, I can probably attest, I can amen to that. I've been there. You've been there? Yeah. Yeah. You're not deliberately refusing to do right. It's just your flesh has gotten you so mixed up, you don't know which way's up. Go to Galatians 5. Galatians chapter number 5. We already read it earlier, so we won't read the whole thing. But just to point out, verse number 19 again, watch. Now, the works of the flesh, you see that your flesh is going to work out some things. Now, as a Christian, you might not deliberately be signing up to do wrong. But your flesh, if you don't keep it in subjection, all of a sudden, it's going to start working out some of these things. And before you say, well, I would never commit adultery. Look at verse 20. Because hatred's in that list as well. Before you say, that's not me, I would never get drunk. I would never murder. Look at verse 21, because envyings is in there too. This is why we can't infallibly judge righteously, because we always tend to look at the sins and say, well, I don't do those. Yet the ones we say we won't do, Is in the same list. with the ones that we can probably all attest to. We've all done it one time. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? We have sins that. uh, They're sinning. Where you just deliberately. Refuse to do right. Then there is what we just looked at. Just sins of the flesh. Your flesh just works out some stuff. And then there you are. Uh, Go to Acts chapter 3. We'll look at. Two more types of sin. Um, Acts chapter number three, we have a sin of ignorance. Acts chapter number three, verse number 17. And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. We do some things just because we didn't know. First Timothy one. First Timothy one. We can understand that. With why we try to warn our children, hey, don't do this because that'll be the consequence. Why do we have to tell them that ahead of time? Because they just don't know. Now we live on a, a a little farmstead, and we enjoy farming and we enjoy working the land and well, maybe not the joint aches at the end of the day, but it makes me feel closer to God getting out there working on his creation. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not, but it helps me. Uh, but I've told my kids this over and over. And I tell them it over and over because I know that people, they just don't listen. Never stand behind me when I'm on the tractor. Don't stand behind the tractor. I can't see you and I cannot hear you. And when we have people that come over, do dirt work. They got the the skid steer, whatever they got. Never stand behind the machine. Is that guy working that machine. He don't want to run you over. He don't want to have that on his conscience that he ran you over, but he can't see you and he can't hear you. And I have to keep telling them over and over and over. Why? Because out of ignorance, they will do something. And then when an accident happens, well, I didn't know. Young people, listen to me. Stay away from liquor. Stay away from alcohol. Stay away from cigarettes. Stay away from dirty pictures stay away from hollywood and its movies and its music and its philosophy stay away from it because it will hurt you it doesn't care about you it's gonna run you over see now you're not ignorant to that anymore i mean i've got a wood stove you can throw all your disney stuff in there just bring it in and i'll be happy to I'll be happy to burn it for you. I don't know if Shrek has a magic wand, but he might have something just saying, "Okay, he don't all right. I don't know all this stuff If it's got magic or witchcraft or sorcery, just burn it. You'll be better off. You'll be better off um." 1 Timothy 1, look at verse 13. Watch what Paul testifies. He says, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Paul thought what he was doing was obeying God. Well, that's what he thought. He was doing things ignorantly. We're not going to do a deep dive into that, but there's a lot there about Paul's life as a Jew, he didn't know. I'm telling you, a lot of the people that we witness to, they just don't know. We've got to bring the truth to them. They don't know. They're living their life out of ignorance. They're blinded. Lest the light of the glorious gospel shine upon them. Their hearts are filled with the love of Christ. You get to play, you get to be a soldier in Christ's army. Deliberate refusal to do right. Probably not any of us. Sins of the flesh. Okay, we all fall to that sometime. Sin of ignorance. We all fall prey to that sometime. Older we get, the less we do, but that's a type of sin. The last one I'd like to speak to you about, and then we'll be done. Is found in James. Go back to the book of James. And we'll get chapter 4. It'd be different for everybody. But there's the sin of omission. Look at James chapter 4. And look at verse number 17. James chapter 4. Verse number 17. The Bible says that, therefore, to him that knoweth, you're not ignorant, you know. To do good and doeth it not, you know it's sin. You're not ignorant. Guess what the Bible says? To him, it is sin. I hope that's not any of us. If you know something's wrong and you're not ignorant about it anymore and you do it, it's sin. It's clear. It's right in front of you. Don't do it. Don't do it. We're not going to have a time of testimony where everybody gets to go around and tell all their sins. Because, <laughs> quite honestly, I don't want it to be my turn. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and you, you probably don't want it to be your turn. And you know what? If our kids get in trouble, we're like, you know what? Well, let them have it. The little rascals. Fussing and doing wrong. And Let us not forget. Are we going to say that to ourselves? We went through four types of sin. Let us not be harder on others than we are on our own self. Let us all take Romans 6 serious and the glorious truth. We get to yield our members as instruments of righteousness alive unto God rather than as servants to sin. Let's all get a hold of that this week. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We have